That Social Work Lady podcast is about building the beloved community, taught by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Building the beloved community means dismantling the triple evils of poverty, militarism, and racism. That Social Work Lady podcast examines the beliefs, work, and commitment of everyday people who build and maintain communities. Sometimes that work is about unpacking their personal trauma, and sometimes that work is about being 13 and desegregating your high school. Community building comes in as many forms as its builders. That Social Work Lady is about the business of community building. Everyone deserves a community where their voices are heard. Join me, Wanda Olubala. I am that social work lady. Here is where you belong. So, hi everybody, it's me again, it's Wanda Olubala, and I'm here today with Vertanji Bailey. Vertanji Bailey started a nonprofit, Hezekiel Kids Inc., to educate and empower parents and community. Her sole mission at Hezekiel Kids Inc. is to provide children with autism and other disabilities with life skills to empower them. She aims to move children beyond their disabilities and prepare them with the basic skills to survive and prepare them with productive skills to live a meaningful life. At Hezekiel Kids, Inc., Vertanji and her team envision a world where all children, regardless of their disabilities, are valued and afforded the resources to develop the skills that are necessary for them to realize their full potential. I am so excited to continue this conversation with Vertanji Bailey about the efforts that she has established and created to make the world more equal and equitable for children with special needs as well as their families. So welcome back, Vertanji. Thank you for joining me. Welcome back, Wanda. Thank you for having me back for a second episode. I really appreciate it. So, your son was diagnosed at three and a half years old with autism, correct? Yes, he was diagnosed at three and a half with autism. That right there had taken me back. I had to gather myself together. Once I got myself together, it took me all three days. My mom said, let's get this, let's get it together. So, after that, before he was officially diagnosed... Before he was officially diagnosed, did you notice some symptoms? Well, me, my mother and my dad noticed some symptoms, and they noticed, and my sister, who's also a social worker, she noticed in therapy, she noticed some things that he was withdrawing. Well, me, as being retired, I was not a talker. I was not really an outgoing person. I'm more of a loner. So I told my mother, I said, well, you know, Zachariah is probably more like my husband. And her parents probably more like me when it just not going to talk. We're not going to do that much talk. We're not going to do a lot of different things. So at that point, after learning that, okay, so let's get the re- let's get going. So um, my mother said, "Well, you really need to get them checked out." And I think his pediatrician said, "Let's run some tests." But as a mom, I just thought he was just quiet. He wanted to play by himself. He didn't interact with anybody. So I didn't think too much of it. Mm-hmm. So then with your mother's push, you eventually went and had him diagnosed with his pediatrician? Um, yes. 
we went and get started the process right away. I think I called, got us in the, which was really quick. Got us for my call Thursday, and he was in there Tuesday the next week, getting evaluated, getting tested, and the process began from there. So it took all of a month for me to get what we needed to get done. So how many, how many specialists were involved in his diagnosis? There was a speech pathologist, an OT, um, a PT, um, the psychiatrist, his pediatrician, and a nurse. Okay, so speech pathologist, OT, and OT is for occupational therapist, PT, yes. and the PT is physical therapist. Yes. And then a psychiatrist. Yeah. And then his pediatrician. Yeah. And a nurse. Yeah. So you had a full medical team working to support Hezekiah's evaluation. Correct. Were and who what other members from your family were kind of supporting it my, or attending the meetings with my you? My mom, my my mom and my dad. Your mom and your dad, they also came to the meetings with you. Yes. So that's overwhelming. Like I'm overwhelmed and it's not my story. So as his mom, I mean, I'm just thinking of my own son and some struggles like just getting him diagnosed and treated for asthma was very daunting for me because I didn't know anything about asthma. And, um, and so I didn't, I just had any, I, I just didn't know. I was like, my, my child is gasping for breath. Somebody help me. You know, and I didn't know the things that I had to do. There was a lot of education that I had to go with. Um, I had to talk to all types of um, respiratory therapists um, just to find out how to make him use the nebulizer. It was so it was it was a lot of work for me. So I cannot imagine um, having to be in a room with that many other professionals who are assuming that they must know something about my child that I don't know. What was that like for you? What was that like for me? That was for me. That was like, what was it like for me? Just being able to um, gather myself, to get myself together, to get my stuff together, and just get it done. You know, I'm that type of person. Okay, it is what it is. This is what I need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So then once he once he did receive his diagnoses from his team, what did you do next? Because at that point, he's a preschooler. Um, You know, I just got him in a proper. I started out with a um, psychiatrist and then I went from there and then we just kind of got him. I started for preschool. OK. OK. And again, so was it just you advocating on his behalf or did you have. Um, other family members or community members that came and supported you? Initially, this is why, initially it was just me and my parents. Okay. And we were learning. Mm -hmm. So it was a journey for us. So we didn't have the resources that we should have had. If you had to do it again, what would you have done a little bit differently to get y'all the resources that you needed to have? I think I would have contacted some, um, like I'm doing now, some nonprofits. Um, looked up some more resources, um, spoke out with more professionals, researched some more professionals. But when it's a learning process, you learn as you go. Because back then, you did not have like an advocate to support you as the parent. No, I did not. I didn't have have an advocate. 
So you really did have to just learn as you went along. I'm still learning. <laughs> you say it ain't stopped. <laughs> well, I'm still, I call this, this, this is my blue journey. This is your new journey. So now in the midst of all of this, Hezekiah is just growing up. Well, you know what? It takes and being it takes being humble, and it takes doing what you need to get done, and it takes finding resources, and it takes still keeping it moving. Now, you have to tell us about Hezekiah's books because he actually is an author, correct? Yes, he is. So now, how did that come about? During the pandemic, um, let me back up. Hezekiah, he, when he was in the inclusive classroom K through eight. Mm-hmm. In high school, he went to high school, and then he found out, Mama, I think we need to teach reading skills and finding skills in preschool, in kindergarten, so that they can have them when they get to high school. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Because, you know, kids are still having problems with pronouncing words and putting words together. Mm-hmm. So now he's writing a series of books which teaches the kids. And he, the, his first book is a preschool book. The second book is a kindergarten book. So it teaches them, it goes from, it goes, so he's going to do a third book, but he wants to stop and do a bit autobiography about himself. So the two books that he's written are there colorful. He said, Mom, you want colors in there that make it, make it interesting, that make it pop. And then you want to be able to, you know, just keep it moving. So he did that. So those books keep the kids teaching their sight words, their phonics, their sounds, and it gives them a memory word so they can go, they can go back over the words with their parents. Oh wow! That's his first book. Those are his. He has two books out. Right. Um, My dog Dan and the Miss Case of the Missing Cupcake. So his next book that he's working on now will be My Life um, Growing Up with Autism. So then, in those books, he wanted to speak directly to kids who have autism, or was his goal then, to support kids just in general? To support kids just in general. Okay. Because I, I see my son, there's no difference. So I think it's fascinating because he's doing that because you, of course, have been encouraging him. Yes. So you talk a lot of you talk a lot about how you really want children living with autism to realize that there is they might have a disability, but that doesn't pr- exclude them from having abilities. That is correct. And I know that that's something that you've really promoted with your own child, which is why he feels, you know, he has, quote unquote, the audacity to be a writer of children books. Let me see how that happened. My oldest son, Zachariah, because he told me we were kind of baby, he has guys. He said, uh-uh, mama, ain't nothing how I have time. I think I had Zachariah clean up and his child was continuing to play. So my, baby, my, I call both of my babies, but Zachariah was like, mom, uh-uh. A child comes up and clean up. You know to pick this stuff off the floor. You know to do this and this and that. So a child actually, that guy actually comes. Mom, he has an ability. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He can still do things. <laughs> Outside, no, his child, he has he has autism. He's a mom, but he knows to pick them toys up and play with them. He knows to get that stuff and color. So I had to think about. It. I said, oh yeah, he's kind of right. He said, I said, mama, he 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 left that plate on the table, and I gotta pick it up. But he knows go back in there and pick up his dessert plate. I was like, "Okay, oh, hey. <laughs> come here. I'm gonna teach you how to clean." I thought when he started cleaning up his room, I was actually impressed. He got his room done, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was just like, "Oh my god!" 
because Zachariah was like, uh-uh, he got some abilities too. <laughs> yes, Zachariah, he was just like, mama, he, he's disabled, he has autism, but there's nothing wrong with his hands and his feet. Zachariah's like, don't be letting him trick you. <laughs> Ain't that a gift? That's the gift of siblings. No, nah, that was the gift of Zachariah thought he was getting out of he had to get out of the work done. So yeah. was, was like, uh, we're going to have to distribute, we're going to have to redistribute this, this, uh, this labor in this household. I'm not going to be mm-hmm. the only as one <laughs> doing all the housework. So then when you're working, so, so now, cause you got, cause you got this. So he has a sibling, Hezekiah has an older brother, Zachariah, who does not have autism. And that's the reason why, you know, um, that's the reason why. <laughs> Hezekiah has chores at home with expectations because his brother was not going to be the one uh, to keep doing all his work for him. He's like, he can do it for himself, too. So I think so. In your work, you know, then, Zachary, go Hezekiah ahead. Actually has, Hezekiah has four brothers. Four they, brothers. Okay. Uh, he has four brothers. He has four brothers. Um, the oldest being um, Anthony and Darius, Donovan and Zach. Okay. So I also watching them as well gave him an outlook. Ah. Ah. So with him being the youngest, he got to see his he's older brothers. And he's watching yes. them grow and, and live their lives. And that became a role model for him. You know, he, he had great examples in front of him. So that was part of his drive, too. Okay. So then how Because I know that you also yeah. are very um, You very much advocate for parents Around getting their children With disabilities involved In activities How do you How do you support or advocate for parents To engage their kids in activities Like sports Or um, like you had um, You have Hezekiah involved In a pre-engineering program How do you advocate for that When they have children with special needs Who might need accommodations So I just tell the parents Sometimes it may take work on your course And and being able to um, Just be there with your child support. Like my child He has autism But at the same time I still have to be there To support him And if it took me sitting in the class with him That's what I had to do So, so then how do you also support? So I know you're also on several boards with different community groups. So when you know that there's a board and they want to work with children, do you always come from that perspective of y'all need to make sure that everybody can be included and can participate? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. That's something I advocate for. So how do you do that, though? Like, how do you make them see that in order to get more involvement, they really need to have more kids engaged in their group, in their program? You know, most of the time there are there are spots for kids with special needs. You just have to ask. And how do they how do they accommodate those children? Um, you know what? A parent knows what their child is capable of doing. Okay. When there's something that Hezekiah wants to participate in, if I know that he's not capable of doing it, I won't involve him in that. Okay. So that comes with doing homework on the parents' part, being knowing what their child is capable of doing. Okay. So, because parents do need to understand that there are still going to be some limitations. So maybe you want your son to be in base in baseball, but if you know that they can't handle 
you know, the social interactions and demands of being a team member, you may have to lower the expectation and find an alternative path. Is that what you you suggest? Yes, that's what I suggest. And you know what? It's also working with your child. Me being an educator, and this is no offense to parents, but you have kids have to put the work in. So my mother was a stay-at-home mom, so Mm -hmm. she put the work in with me, and um, I learned to put put the work in with my kids. That's what what you want for your child. And I had a master stroke 10 years ago. So I wanted my child, when I came off life support, I wanted my child to be able to know. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I need to take a breath. You had a massive stroke 10 years ago. My son, yes, has a tie He had just been diagnosed with autism. And my sister is a very good parent and a very good mom. But at that point, I realized, yes, my baby has autism. And that's what I said. Yes, mom, he has autism and disabilities. But there's some ability in that. Because I was the older mom. The mom, you know, you're like 36. And I'm like, okay. So he was teaching me that. I still want to teach him independent living skills. So that's what I advocate for parents. Uh, and I know kids do what we teach them to do. And there's also ability. And then there's also setting them up to where if they can't, like some children with autism and other disabilities, they may not ever be able to do anything. But you want to set them up to where if something happens, people know how to step in and take over. Mm. Vertanja, you just said you had a stroke, though. Yeah, I had a massive stroke, but my mother, she told me, when you got your life support routine, you kept it moving like nothing had happened to you. My doctor tells me that. But it goes, it's, I'm motivated. I'm driven. I have a passion. You were on life support? Yes. Yeah. So then, once you came off life support, did you have to go to your own therapies? Occupational and yeah. physical therapy and speech therapy? Yes, but you know what? I went for like a month, and I, I just thank God I had a quick transition through recovery. But it's because I was motivated. I was driven. I had a purpose. I had children. And I was determined. Mm. I was determined. I was determined. Okay, I had this stroke, but I'm getting through this because my kids need me to be here to raise them. So it's all about your passion. It's all about your faith. It's all about what you put into yourself. Wow. So, and since that time, so, cause you do have your kids, you still had to raise your children. So this is 10 years ago. So at that time, your oldest son was in elementary school and your youngest son was just entering school. Right. Okay. So then, so then you have a, you have a stroke, you're on life support, but then you, you do go to the therapies. You did take care of yourself. Correct. Yes. So did that precipitate a different change for you? It taught me to be more driven and more motivated and more purpose and to more provide resources for my son to keep it going. But then how did you learn how to take care of yourself? Uh, You know what? I kind of bounce back really fast. What? What did you say? I'm just driven and I just kind of, you know what? I don't let obstacles, I've been through a lot. So, um, I don't let those things stop me. I just keep it going and keep it moving and stay humble and thank God, trust God, 
So would you say that your faith has a lot to do with your capacity for being able to keep it moving? Yes, my faith. Okay. And being able to just rely on God. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now tell me more about um, Hezekiah's Kids, Inc. Hezekiah Kids Incorporated was created, and our mission there is to teach children and parents that there is an ability within a disability. To teach them that they can keep going, that there are resources out there for them, and that they have driven purpose. And so you all have, and you do this annually, is the Autism Community Day? Yes, so we do that. Our event this year will be uh, September 24th at Lower Park Parkway in my game room. So my business partner, he has a game room. And what we do is we bring resources to the parents, which I have vendors there. I have a couple ABA therapy places there. I have um, Mark will be there. Uh, Center for Children with this development will be there. Mm -hmm. Um, Gateway will be there. Tokyo will be there. These are all resources that parents can sign to receive. And it's not just for kids, it's for young adults as well. And then we will have Green Tech there. So it's just an event where I bring awareness about children, not just autism, but other disabilities, that there is a way for them to get things done. Will you be having speakers there as well? Yes, there will be people there to have information for the parents. Okay, and this is an annual event. How, How long have you been doing this? This is my second year doing it. This is your second year doing the community. So you did you started doing this during the um pandemic? Yes, during the pandemic. So how did that work your first one? The first one I did it in twenty twenty one. Okay. We had it outdoors because I found parents teaching virtually and working with my child virtually, I found their resources that our parents really didn't have. Either. So that, that represents a gap then. What was the gaps that you were attempting to fill? Let parents know there are resources out here and to bring the resources to them. Let them know there's support for their kids. Like a lot of kids, they need therapy. They need speech. They need all these different things. And just to bring those things together in one place where they can come in and just kind of shop for what they need. So who are you going to be partnering with this year? So I know you got the game room. And that is where you're going to actually have the event at, right? Is the game room? So, yes. Okay. So, the partners that I have this year is Dream Tech. Dream Tech. I have Falk, Falk Air, Okay. Gateway, Children's for Center Development, Our Children's Support Group. Um, there's so many. And then um, there's one. Mark will be there as well. So, so far we have eight, and there are people are still um, RSVPing. So, it will be like up here where you can come in and grab information that you need. And this is going to be on Saturday, September the 24th? Yes, from noon to 6. From noon to 6. And you mm-hmm. thought that it was important to, to create this community event because you really wanted to make sure that parents had access to resources they might not otherwise be able to get. Correct. Okay, and then you also participate in other community days around. Yeah. So then when you go to those community days, what role are you playing? Are you a parent? Are you I'm the a parent. founder I'm of Ezekiel Kids? 
I'm a parent and I'm also the founder of Hesitate Kids Incorporated. Okay. So then when you go to those events, are you still providing people with resources? Um, yes and no. Sometimes I go as a parent so that I can obtain other resources um, to bring back to my organization and to bring back as a parent. Okay. And do you have a, a website for your uh, incorporation? Now, that's being developed right now, but I have a Facebook page. Um, it's Hesitate Kids Incorporated. You can go there and leave me a message. Or you can reach me at 248-671-3177. And when people, so I could give your information to a parent whose child was recently diagnosed with autism. And I can refer them somewhere. And you can refer them somewhere. Yes. So that then they could get the supports that they need for their child as well. Yeah. What are some things that you would truly encourage a parent who's just recently got a diagnosis to do? Reach out for support, build a support community. Um, and they can contact me and work with their providers to see what the next steps are. Are there support groups that they could actually just go to? Like, yes, next there week? Autism Awareness. yes, there are Autism Awareness Alliance. There's okay. more that they can go to. There is uh, friendship circles, there's the central, there is the children's center, there are a lot of resources out there. It's a matter of, like, there are, there are pediatricians to have a list for them. Okay. If not, I can list them on my Facebook page. Oh, oh with um, your Hezekiah's uh, Kids Inc. Facebook page? Yes. Okay, and then on that, you'll also have more information about your Autism Community Day? Yeah, I just posted. All right. Well, I, I'm so happy that you took the time. I know that you're there with your family. And I appreciate the fact that you took the time out of your day um, to be able to come and talk to me on that social work lady. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. So, everybody, it's me. Wanda Olubala and I am that social work lady. I want to thank you all for joining me on this journey this year with my hashtag Black Women Stories Matter series. I have more coming up in the next few weeks as we are wrapping up season two for that social work lady. If you haven't, remember that you can like and follow that social work lady all places where social media exists, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. And also, if you are on following our podcast on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you leave a review. Um, five stars is greatly appreciated. And that way we can make sure that more individuals will receive the information that we're sharing on our podcast. I'm Wanda Olubala once again, and this is That Social Work Lady. Let's build community.